Get ready to break molds and blaze trends. Welcome to the Chelsea Home Podcast, your shortcut to wellness, business, and growth with a twist. Let's flip the script and unlock your full potential together. I just needed to surround myself with people who were doing the things that matched or exceeded my level of too much. Last week, we talked about self-talk and our inner critic, moving through that, envisioning our best future self, um, and then filtering through the lens of her. Um, Hopefully, you have had some time to really think about that, to become aware of the different thoughts that um, are holding you back and trying to protect you so that you can thank them and move past them into growth. So this week, we're talking about your inner circle and your environment. And this is an interesting topic because I think a lot of times people get it wrong. And they think that you need to cut everyone out of your life that is not going in the same direction as you. And, you know, you can't spend any time with people who aren't like you. You need to, um, you know, just only be around certain types of people. Well, that's not life. And honestly, that's not how Jesus rolled either. Um, This past weekend, we had a sermon about this um, If you watch the Super Bowl, you may have seen the He Gets Us commercials, um, which are just bringing Jesus to the forefront of people's minds. And um, our our pastor, our church, got um, permission to use those commercials as the basis for a series of sermons, which is really awesome. I will link that in the comments here. Um, but it's so interesting because who did Jesus hang out with, right? He, he hung out with the most unlikely of people, the people that were not socially or culturally accepted, you know, the people on the fringe, um, the people that weren't cool, um, you know, the people that were broken and hurting and sick. And, you know, his innermost circle was made of these people, Um, you know, and so when we're thinking about our inner circle and who are the people that we trust the most, it's not necessarily people who are, um, who are better than us. Yes, in a sense, but it's more so people who are on a mission wanting to go out and make an impact on people's lives. Um, and I will be the first to tell you that one of my favorite things to do that I've always done is anytime I go into a situation where I am surrounded by people who are better than me, so they are more successful than me, they have done the things that I am trying to do, um, they have much more experience, they've been in longer than I have, I want to find the table of the most successful people and sit my butt down and learn from them. Ask them questions, soak up like a sponge anything that I can. (laughs) But these people also don't necessarily become my inner circle. They are the ones who I am learning from. And I think sometimes we get this confused that our inner circle is actually the people that we're growing together with um, and we are learning from in different aspects. But I think the point to remember when we're talking about our inner circle and our environment is to have it in focus of 
what direction are we going in our lives? So if we surround ourselves with people who are going in the opposite direction that we're wanting to go or are still stuck in past phases of our growth um, and are not growing anymore, they can actually pull us back. You know, think about it this way. If you struggle with not eating in a way that makes you feel your best and your circle of friends focuses around eating a bunch of crap, it's going to be really hard and awkward for you to hang out with them and not engage in the activities you once did. Now, does that mean that you can't eat crap sometimes? No, hardly at all, right? But if that becomes our norm, our go-to then it's not helping us to move in the direction that we want to go. So the first thing I want to point out is you've probably heard the saying that we are the average of our five friends in our circle. So if you are the smartest one in your group or you are the most successful, it's probably time to not necessarily abandon your circle of friends, but to just have an awareness that they they might be holding you back in some senses and it doesn't mean that you can't be their friend. Um, but it's probably time to pull in some some people who are going to help you grow and who are going to grow along with you, who want to go in the direction that you're going. Um, the next thing is, <clears throat> you know, again, like don't be the best at the table, right? Like if you're the one who is always killing it, if you're the one who is, you know, super successful and everyone else is looking to you, you need to continue leading them and inspiring them. But you also need to step into other circles that are going to challenge you that you are not the best at the table. Honestly, find a group where you're the worst at the table because you can learn and grow so much from people who have more experience, who have created more success, who have done the things that you want to do. The next thing is what you consume, whether that's food, whether that's media, entertainment, um, it all impacts our thoughts, and it, we know our thoughts impact the direction of our lives. And so if you, this is one thing I, w- I would encourage you to do, take a look at your social media feed and just see <laughs> what is the common theme. Um, so mine has been very much cultivated over the years that I have a social media feed of very positive people enthusiastic for life, um, you know, a lot of moms, because that's what I am, um, and, you know, people who are investing in their health with their time, energy, resources, um, people who are doing things that, you know, they want to make an impact in this world, and, you know, people who want to influence for good. Um, that's what my social media feed looks like. It's not filled with hateful politics and nasty comments. I feel like there was probably a time in the past when it really was, and I, when I was much younger, I engaged more so in this, those things. But I know what I believe, and I stand by those things, and I don't need to go out and preach them because I division is not a good thing. I think, you know, obviously, I am a woman of conviction. Let me tell you, you know that. If you've listened to me long enough... Um, there are things that when I am strongly convicted, I will stand my ground. Um, but a lot of times our world just puts things out there to divide us. And 
to separate us and to keep us from hanging out with someone just because they may be different. Um, And again, back to that sermon series, you know, Jesus brought people together that were different um, from, you know, different different sides of society, different um, status of living, you know, income, different walks of life, um, you know, and I'm not saying that we have to go out there and be Jesus because we can't, but I would hope, and this is my hope for myself too, is that even without speaking, people see the love of Jesus through me in the way that I treat other people. And that starts with not being a division caster, <laughs> not someone not drawing, um, you know, the lines in the sand of separating people, but more so welcoming people to learn and grow because people who are growing are going to be a positive influence on those around them. It doesn't matter if you have one person around you or millions. You will be a positive influence if you're growing. Um, and so when we're consuming things that are overtly negative, are you know highly stressful, um, just, I mean, honestly, I love uh, the show Love is Blind. Um, I think it's a great concept, um, falling in love with people without ever seeing them. And, um, you know, I love it. (laughs) There are other spinoffs of that show I don't love. And I actually avoid watching because it does something to my psyche and my mindset. And it makes me (laughs) a little crazy. Like, it turns me to focus on things that, like, are highly stressful, that are... um, just irritating and like it doesn't make me come out on the other side like feeling so great (laughs) um and so you know I think one of the best things you could do is if you watch the news in the morning stop doing that I haven't watched the news and I don't know how long and I will tell you when we are in a situation where the news comes on oh I get so mad I don't care which news media outlet it is it just makes me crazy because there's so much lies and I it, it literally raises my stress levels by leaps and bounds within a matter of minutes, and I'm just not going to subject myself to that. No, thank you. If there's something I need to know, my husband, who is not as riled up as I am, will tell me, and that is fine. Um, and so that's the next one, garbage in, garbage out. You know, I mean, the, the Bible is very clear on this, is that, you know, a, a spring of bitter waters cannot produce fresh waters and vice versa. So what's in your heart is actually is what's going to come out. And so if you are filling your mind with garbage, you know, whether it's just for pure pleasure or simple entertainment, um, if it's not helping you to grow or, you know, not everything has to help us to grow. I mean, some things can just be for simple entertainment, but you know as well as I do that if you're watching something and it just doesn't align with you, you just get that feeling in the pit of your stomach like, I don't know that I should really be watching this. I just don't know that it's really helpful, whatever. Like, we know those things, right? At the end of the day, I think we like to lie to ourselves probably the most, but we still know the truth. Even if we lie to ourselves, we still know that we're lying to ourselves and we know the truth of how something sits with us, either well or not at all. Um, We are like a sponge. So... You know, I know a lot of people love to listen to music all day long, always have some kind of noise in the background. I know, you know, people like to turn on the TV and fall asleep to the the noise of it. 
But honestly, there is so much beauty in the quiet, in the stillness, in taking time to just be still and quiet and not needing to have some sort of sound around us. Um, it's It can be uncomfortable if you're not used to quiet, but it can be a moment um, or moments of clarity of thought, of peace, of you know, downloads from God to you, um, there's a lot that can happen. And, you know, one thing is like with working out, right? Like I like to listen to music when I work out. Sometimes I listen to podcasts, but I struggle to actually focus on my workout (laughs) and also focus on learning something through a podcast. So if you're listening to this while you work out, I'm patting you on the back because I struggle to do that. I probably miss like 90% of what's being said, and then I feel like I didn't listen to anything at all. So I like to listen to music when I work out because it pumps me up. Like when I'm, yesterday I was doing playing shoulder taps, you know, and it's like to the beat, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. But the beat kicked in, and I was like, yeah, okay, I can keep going. Like make this a little dancey, like great. Um, But I used to listen to just whatever, like, a lot of hip-hop, whatever was popular, um, because uh, there's not a lot of great Christian workout music. Um, there's there's some, and I've found some that I really like, um, but it's not always super awesome. Now, I will say, Toby Mac, he has got it. He is like the workout man. And also, like if you like more like rappy type stuff, like NF, I think is his name, um, they're great uh, to listen to to work out. Lately, I've been turning on movie soundtracks. <laughs> they don't really have any words, um, like movie scores, and it's just uplifting, you know, because, like, I love watching movies. <clears throat> I love watching movies where there's an underdog, and there's bad that he has to fight against, and then he wins, and he conquers the bad, and he's the hero, like... I love those stories, uh, through and through. Like Braveheart, yes, one of probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Rocky, the Rocky series, all-time favorite movies. Like I love those things. I love it, <laughs> and I, I every time I watch them, no matter how many times I've watched them, they still like reach down deep in my soul and touch something that I think God created in us um, is this triumph over evil. So. But I love listening to those movie scores because they start to pull out that emotion of like, yeah, let's do this. Um, And it's not filling my my head with all of these words and um, topics that just are not uplifting. I mean, it's I mean, can you imagine, um, you know, working out and you're you're challenging your body because you're taking care of your temple and at the same time you're singing from the window to the wall. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, okay, those beats move your butt and get things done. But at the end of the day, you have to think about what is most beneficial. And if you understand that the things that we're listening to are... One of the best things you can do for your health is to make sure that your body is getting optimal nutrients that it can use in the right place at the right time in the right amounts so that you can expand your energy, increase
increase your capacity and be able to show up as the best version of yourself in your life, in your business, and for the ones you love most. Best of all, it's sustainable and it's something that's not just going to impact today, but is going to give you the lifestyle and habits that you truly want over time, my friend. Go check out Ready, Set, Wellness in the show notes. Going into our brains, whether we're actually thinking about them or not, I am someone who actually thinks about the words and songs that I'm listening to. My husband's not. I'll be like, do you know what the words are to the song that you're singing? He's like, no. He's like, I never even thought about it. But like, I think about the words that I'm singing and there are songs that I'm just like, no, like we're not listening to this um, because I don't think that it's uplifting. I don't think that it's pleasing to God. And I just, I don't want my kids to think that that's a normal way of thinking. So I try to apply that to myself to what, I, what am I listening to? What am I allowing in the background? Um, you know, and am, do I understand that by osmosis, that stuff is going into my subconscious, whether I realize it or not. Um, <clears throat> the next thing is, you know, setting boundaries. So Yes, there are people in our lives that we can't get rid of. <laughs> Maybe their family or their neighbors or coworkers or people that you are you're in contact with that drain you. If you're anything like me, I feel people's feelings and I feel situations. Um, and so if I'm around overly negative people, I can only take so much. And then I'm done. Like, it just drains the heck out of me. Or people who take, you know, these kind of people, they're takers. Like, all they care about is what they want, and they just take from you. Like, and people who are givers can be really drained really fast because if you're like me, we want to help people. We want to help people so much. And we usually want to help them way more than they actually want to be helped. Um, And so it can be super draining. And so just understanding and setting boundaries um, with these people, whether it's having a conversation in all kindness and with respect, um, you know, but it could spark a fire that helps them to get out of their funk and grow too. You never know. Or they could just continue to be a negative person the rest of their life. And it is what it is. And hopefully you can limit interactions with them and set boundaries and influence positively when you can and keep a distance when you can. Um, The next thing is learning to say no, embracing no. I think too often, especially as women, I don't know if men struggle with this same thing, but as a woman, I feel like I can do way more than I I can every day. Um, It was funny. I just saw a reel recently um, from one of the gals I follow, and she, it was like Bible woman, like, talking to modern-day mom and saying, like, where's your village, you know? And the modern-day mom is like, it's okay, I got this. I can do all these things. I'm juggling all these things. And, you know, I... I think about that a lot. You know, we talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, and she was running her household, and she was doing all this amazing stuff, but she also had a household, and she had servants, and she had she had a village that was helping her do all these things, and today's modern woman, we feel the need to do it all, and it's exhausting, and um, we don't have to, and it's okay to say no. 
Like, there's nothing worse than somebody saying yes out of obligation without having any heart behind it to back it. Um, I think I see this a lot in the church that, you know, with serving, that people will just do what they have to do. And that's okay for short seasons, but I would prefer someone to step into their God-given talents and take over serving an area that could do it way better than I could. And I'm going to keep them from being able to step into that amazingness if I begrudgingly say, yes, I'll do it, you know? And so I have learned to embrace the no and not feel bad about it. Like if someone asks me what I say is, you know, that's not a priority for me right now. Or that would be amazing, um, but that's just not going to fit into my season right now. Maybe in the future, but thanks, but no thanks, you know, and that's okay. You know, because I'm in the network marketing field, I have a lot of people reach out to me about their network marketing business and products. And, you know, when I can support them, if it's something that I don't already have in my own business, you know, I absolutely will. If it's something that I think is quality and, you know, I would prefer to buy from a person than to buy from a big box store. Um, But when it's not or, you know, when it's something that you know, I'm just not interested in, I I don't feel bad about saying thanks, but no thanks. Like, I appreciate you taking the time to to reach out and ask me. It's just not for me. And I hope you understand that. Um, And I would hope that people would do the same to me. You know, I, I, I pride myself on giving people the opportunity to say yes or no for themselves and to to understand that anytime, excuse me, Anytime I am simply presenting something, I am not answering for somebody. Like that is 100% up to the person that I'm talking to, right? Um, And so we need to understand that for ourselves. And we don't need to feel bad about saying things that don't align with the direction of our lives, saying saying no to something that just doesn't fit and would cause more stress in our lives. And to understand that maybe that's a different season, but that's not our season right now. And that's okay. We don't have to feel bad about those things. Um, And then on the opposite side of that is leaning into the scary yeses. So the things that our gut reaction is immediately, no way, there's no way I'm going to do that. I can't do that. Who am I? Like, those are the kinds of things that we need to lean into because those are the things that are going to challenge us, that are going to grow us because it's outside of our comfort zone. And growth happens on the opposite side of our comfort zone. Where our comfort zone ends, that's where growth begins. And when we can understand that, um, you know, when we put ourselves in a circle with people who are better than us, who are going to help us grow, when we have an environment that is scary (laughs) um, and challenging, then we will have more of these opportunities to lean into that scary yes. You know, if we're just sitting at home hoping we grow, well, that's not going to happen. You know, in order to grow a garden, you actually have to go out and prepare the land and you have to plant the seeds and you have to pull weeds and you have to water it and you have to keep tending it before it will actually grow, right? We are the same as a garden. We have to take the time to develop ourselves, to continue watering ourselves, to cultivating ourselves Um, So that we are positioned for harvest when opportunities come along. Um, This is one thing that I've noticed in my business over the years is that, 
you know, I, I always say, you got to put legs on that prayer. <laughs> um, and that's my way of saying, you know, Noah had to build the ark before the rains came. Um, you know, he didn't know what was going to happen aside from what God told him to do. And he obeyed. And so much of my business has been me obeying, doing the work, growing myself, positioning myself that when God does bring the right people along, I'm ready. I've already put legs on that prayer. I have grown to the place where I need to be in order to step up and take that opportunity that God is presenting and being able to run with it. But if I hadn't been doing anything all along, I wouldn't be ready. And honestly, I probably wouldn't even recognize it if it hit me in the face. Um, And so, you know, leaning into those scary yeses by positioning ourselves in the uncomfortable so that we have those opportunities available. And then, you know, again, I one last thing I want to leave you with before we hop off here is taking again, taking a look at your social media and how you're putting yourself out there in the world. You know, it's if if you are presenting something on social media that is not how you are in person, you need to make some changes because The power of social media is that we can influence people who we don't even know. We can connect with people that we wouldn't otherwise see because we're not close location-wise anymore. It is a powerful tool if we would use it in a positive manner. Um, And it's not about having followers. It's not about any of that crap. It's about positively impacting people using a platform that is for the taking. It's totally free, right? Like, so I would just encourage you to take a look at your social media and make sure that it aligns with who you really are so that you would never meet someone in person and they say, you're nothing like you are online. Like, that would be, that would not be good, my friends. Like, let's, I hope that for anyone who, you know, is connected to me on social media, or through this podcast, that if you met me in person, you would be like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I already know you. Um, you know, I have people that I follow on social media and, um, you know, they're friends. And thankfully, I've been able to connect with them over the years and get to know them through social media. But then when I meet them in person, it's amazing that I'm like, gosh, I feel like I have known you for so long and we've never even met. This happens on our team all the time because We are spread out all across the U.S., and um, a lot of times, you know, someone new will come in. We will work side by side with them. We will be on calls with them. We will be growing with them, and it isn't until our annual conference that we actually get to meet in person. It's like, oh my goodness, like, we have been doing life together all this time, and I feel like I know you so well. So I would encourage you to cultivate the different platforms of influence that you have Um, in a way that reflects who you really are, that aligns with the direction that you're going in your life, and that you would begin to cultivate your circle and your environment based on that. Um, And that it would be a reflection of your character in every sense of the word. (laughs) Um, And that people who who follow you, who are friends with you, who are connected to you, will grow because of you. But you will also put yourself into leaning into scary yes situations with people who are better than you um, so that you can grow with them. Take care, my friends. Next week, 
Oh, what are we talking about next week? We are going to be talking about, because uh, we're going to be wrap, coming to the end of our <clears throat> month and our topic. So we are going to be talking about focusing and reframing. This is a huge topic that I talk about with my kids almost on the daily because it's about our reactions and our responses. That's like the only thing that we can 100% control. Um, and so... We're going to be talking about that next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining the Chelsea Home Podcast journey. If you've enjoyed challenging the norm and embracing growth with a twist, share the love. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, keep defying expectations and keep leaning into who God made you to be. Don't stop the